Welcome back to the Jeff Andreas Show, and thanks so much for tuning in here with me today. The coronavirus, of course, has brought about a global public health and economic crisis, and it's affecting everybody at breakneck speed here in Canada. We're entering a time of emergency on a scale. It's difficult, really, to fully predict or comprehend exactly how things are going, and the pandemic has quickly exposed some gaping holes in our society. Joining me now on the phone to talk a little bit more about what is going on and how we can handle the situation is policy analyst with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. BC office, Iglika Ivanova. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. So I, I will start with this here. I mean, your organization is viewing this crisis. Um, I'll just read the statement here that, that you have put out. So uh, the CCPA BC believes the crisis we are now facing is fundamentally a collective one. What exactly is meant by that? What this means is that the crisis is so large uh, and we have just starting to comprehend its scale. Uh, we have half a million Canadians um, who applied for EI last week. That's an enormous number. It's never happened before in one week to have 500,000 people lose their jobs. Um, so that, and this is just the beginning of the crisis. So starting here, we will never be able to, um, to solve this if we don't all work together. That's what we mean by it's a collective uh, collective. Um, time for collective action because we we need all hands on deck. We need creative solutions, and we need people pulling together in the same direction uh, if we are to have any hope of solving this. Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned a number of different issues that are sort of being brought to the forefront here. I mean, you talked a, a lot about EI there and and people applying for unemployment insurance. Um, you know, the capacity of a healthcare system is obviously something that is front and center. Um, uh, hardships for those who are in poverty now or those who may fall into it as a result of the pandemic. I mean, how difficult of a balancing act is this? I mean, from the from the point of view of the CCPA BC office, I mean, is this? Is, and this is something we've never seen before. It's an enormous challenge for our society and for our government and our businesses, uh, really for everyone. Uh, we've never seen anything, well, we, in my lifetime, we've never seen anything on that scale. Uh, it it uh, looks like it's much worse than the global financial crisis. Um, the public health um, crisis has obviously been top priority for governments to deal with as is appropriate, and we've seen a lot of measures to do that, um, the federal government has released an initial package of, of immediate relief measures, which would be very helpful. They're actually in, in some way um, of public health measures because uh, without incomes, without assurance that people won't lose their homes or um, become, yeah, become homeless and destitute, they can't stay home and not work, even if they've been ordered to, even if we need to socially isolate. So, so to make that possible, we need to make sure that people uh, have some income. And as the federal government has stepped in with an initial package, we think it's too small. And uh, they think it's too small. They've said that uh, more will be coming. And, and we know the provincial government in BC is also going to announce something early next week. So hopefully we will see more um, action and fast. Um, when when looking at, you know, the responses the federal government has taken so far, and our provincial government as well, I spoke with your colleague Alex Hemingway not too long ago just about those initial packages that have been released and, and sort of what the opinion was of those. And, and like you had mentioned, you know, it's kind of a, it's too small, but it is a start, and that's all we can really do right now is because we're 
really pretty early in the, in this thing, I think. Um, so so it's just the beginning, and we'll we'll see more kind of roll out as things go. Uh, you know, has your office at all sort of looked at a pandemic and sort of? You know, if the country was ever prepared to handle something along this line, I don't think we ever could have seen this necessarily coming the way it has impacted us so far. But, uh, you know, had any data been collected or any predictions made about, you know, if this kind of situation were to unfold, uh, if we in Canada were were prepared for this kind of thing? I, I don't know if you can even answer that question. Uh, yeah, our office hasn't done that, but I'm sure those governments uh, are are doing crisis and emergency preparedness type uh, measures. I mean, we had SARS in 2003, so so people are thinking about um, a crisis prevention and emergency response. We, we don't uh, do that at, at the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives, but I think it's really important to keep in mind that what the public health professionals and uh, what scientists are telling us and health experts is that what we need now is to buy them time. And that's why everyone is, is uh, distancing, and, you know, and, and that's why restaurants and bars and, and many other establishments are closing in order to make sure that we are able to not get everyone sick all at the same time and, and overwhelm the healthcare system. Now, as someone who looks at, at policy, analyzes what policy is out there and, and, you know, make recommendations for how it can be altered and shaped and changed in order to be more effective, I mean, is this crisis that we're looking at right now, I mean, this has got to be something that's going to keep you guys um, at the Center for Policy Alternatives quite busy reviewing policy that's currently in place and how things are going to change and, and be recommended to change based on the situation that we're dealing with. I think this crisis is keeping a lot of people quite busy. Obviously, for all of governments, a lot of economists and policy experts, I think we do need all hands on back and we need to be working together, coming up with creative solutions. Uh, because it's not like we have a package someone else is in a similar situation that we can just roll out now. Um, I think it's really crucial to remember, though, that... Um, that we can do more and, and we can do things fast. We are a very rich province here in British Columbia and Canada is a very rich country. So um, we have the capacity to step in fast and to help vulnerable people. I think we're particularly concerned about um, people that are very vulnerable. They were very vulnerable before, but now with an additional uh, pandemic on top of it, um, we risk this becoming a humanitarian crisis among our homeless population, for example, or, or isolated seniors who may not be able to get food or medical supplies, um, or among, you know, uh, other people with mobility issues, uh, people with disabilities who live alone. Uh, given just the, the disruptions in transportation and, and the fact that people are being told to stay home, whether they self-isolate or, or whether they're trying to protect themselves because they're at high risk of um, having severe complications from this new virus. Uh, are, are you working at home right now? Are you self-isolating at this point in time? Uh, yeah, whole office is working from home right now. Uh, personally, I am self-isolating because I recently returned from travel abroad. Um, so I'm relying on friends to bring groceries and, uh, and, and we will be like this for a while. I mean, uh, a lot of people, luckily, you know, I don't have any health issues uh, that would make this a complication, but a lot of people do. We have a lot of people with, with serious 
conditions that, that are very scared of what's happening. So I think it's really important to think about one thing that really wasn't um, very present in the federal package, and, and I hope it's a gap that the provincial government's response fills in, is we need support for um, service-providing organizations in the community uh, to meet the needs of vulnerable people, to meet the needs of vulnerable seniors, to meet the needs of, of uh, homeless people, and to meet the needs of, uh, of other groups that are going to be experiencing uh, additional challenges as a result of this crisis that, you know, won't qualify for EI, for example, um, even under the new measures. So I think it's crucial to have emergency funds for nonprofit organizations that are providing these services uh, and very quickly in order to make sure that, that we have food and medical supplies uh, going to these communities. Also, communities in the uh, rural and remote areas in the north um, and indigenous communities in particular really need uh, support at this time. And I think we need to see more than what was in the federal package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything you kind of mentioned there is a lot of, you know, services just to keep people alive. And I also have some worry about, you know, as this continues, the mental uh, state of people as things move on and, and the, the ability of our healthcare system to deal with those mental health challenges that could result, right, from people being stuck at home for 14 days, not being allowed to go to work, not having a job, people losing their jobs. Um, I, I just, uh, yeah, I worry about the fallout from from that mental health standpoint that we could be witnessing here down the road. And, yeah, things have just started, and hopefully most people are able to understand and, and you know, uh, keep a level head, but there's definitely going to be people out there who can't. So I have some concern from that regard as well. But, you know, that's really not uh, front and center at this point in time as we deal with, like, all the things you had just mentioned, our, our health care system and, and the ability to take care of people who are losing their jobs. And there's just so many different veins of, of our political system that need to come together to work as one. And, um, you know, it's just a difficult balancing act, I guess, at this point that we really have to uh, keep in mind that it's it's not easy to maintain, but it's one that we're going to have to do our best to try. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to me. There's just so many things we could we could continue to talk about. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add at this point in time while I have you here, Iglika. I think it's important to remember that while it is a big challenge, we can face it. We have the capacity to do it. We have um, enormous wealth and knowledge in this country, and we have the ability to deploy help to people quickly. So let's not um, get discouraged and let's act fast and uh, make sure that the people and uh, who need support are supported. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me here today. Really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, best of luck in your own situation while you self-quarantine. Hopefully, uh, you know, you can uh, get the groceries you need and your friends are there to help you out and you get through this time. Thank you so much. Thank you.